All right, all right, all right, fire them up! We go live in five. It's time for ignition and straight up automobile pimping. Bump, 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 bump it up. Uh. Bump, 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 bump it up. Just bump, bump, bump it up. Bump it up. You came to get it drunk with a dame or chitty drunk. You came to get it Hello and welcome back to Rotten Rewind, a podcast that looks under the hood of films that critics deemed lemons on RottenTomatoes.com. Cars. <laughs> if a film fails to enter the critical oasis, oh God, we get to audition them here on the podcast to see what kind of potential they really have. I am Courtney Peranto. I really wanted you to do the oasis <laughs> part. That's why I had to rewrite it. I was like, listen. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. Someone's got Someone's got to talk about a oasis. Uh, I'm Max Rue, and we're in week two of our Fast Saga retrospective, a four-week look back at the Rotten Entries and the unexpected phenomenon franchise, The Fast and Furious. This week, we're traveling from LA to Miami and Tokyo for John Singleton's Too Fast, Too Furious. Sorry, Academy Award nominee, John Singleton's Too Fast, Too Furious, and Justin Lin's first installment in the series, Tokyo Drift. Yeah. I also just and totally forgot Justin Lin directed season two of True Detective. I knew that. I totally forgot about that. The season that I'm kind of curious, like if we do a show, because sometimes Max and I talk about re- reformatting now that we actually have jobs again. And like maybe we could like be crazy and do a show or something. True Detective season two I is the only one I would want to revisit. Me too. Because it's so fun. That's the best cast. <laughs> it's Colin Farrell, Vince Vaughn, and Rachel McAdams. It's a great so, cast. Yeah, it has the best but, cast. And it's absolutely bonkers. And just like... It starts bonkers. If you ever bully or hurt anybody again, I'll come back and butt fuck your father with your mom's headless corpse on this goddamn lawn. 12 years old, my ass. Fuck. You. Yeah. But I'm just like, I'd rather watch something crazy than something like really like miserable and like... You Me know. too. But yeah, yeah I, mean, I forgot that. So Justin Lin was doing in between fast movies. But anyways, this week we're lucky enough to be joined once again by writer and critic Logan Kenny. That's right. My dog well, did come out. False alarm. She's came out, but she's bored. <laughs> she says, uh, "Stop." <laughs> she's she wants to talk about the Oasis. Um, Topper, oh. if Topper was a fast franchise person, she would be Tyrese's character. I'm trying to think who I'd be. Yeah, who would you be? I'm not sure. I want to say that I'd be Han, but I would not be Everyone Han. wants to be Han. I'm probably like a forgettable ass, like... I think, I think I'm probably like Brian in the first movie. Okay. It's like, I'm charming and I can do things, but I'm still a bit too cocky. I want to uh, be Michelle. I want to be Letty. I want to be Michelle Rodriguez, but I think I'm Devin Aoki. I'd be down to see you in the, in the car that Aoki's got. <laughs> at this I mean, yeah, that's a lot of it too, is that like Devin Aoki's character and I like definitely have the, the similar taste. I don't think I would pick like the Hello Kitty pink. I'm a different kind of nah, you gotta Sanrio dress like girl, that. but that is just <laughs> I mean, I do I really like her and Michelle Rodriguez's like outfits. And yeah, well, hey, we so. talked about Michelle, Michelle Rodriguez's outfits in the first one are great. I'm I'm Michael Ely in Too Fast, Too Furious. That's Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> no one wants to be Michael Ely. <laughs> no, I know. I'm I'm Cole Hauser. I'm pretending to be Argentinian. No, I don't know who the fuck I would be in the oh, Fast Oh, I movies. also, I, maybe I'm a little Eva Mendez. Maybe I'm like a Devin Aoki rising with a <laughs> Devin or uh, an Eva Mendez. I got, I got, I got my birth chart done for the first time yesterday. I don't understand what any of that means. But if you put, Me like, if you put like Dominic Toretto. I know. And, uh, 
like Letty, I will understand. You know, you yeah, know, we could make the horoscopes fast franchise characters, then maybe I would care. Like, if I'm like, I completely agree. If I'm like a uh, Han son, and then like yeah. my moon rising is like Deckard Shaw, then like I can do it. <laughs> like, You're a I'm trying to think in who's the streets, a, but a dom in the sheets or something. <laughs> 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 I'm probably the fucking nerd who gets killed in the first one. I'm probably just that dude. I'm probably just like the skinny kid who's like, these guys are really in shape. My boys are fucking looking maybe good I'm today. <laughs> Your twink? Yeah, maybe a little. Well, now that we all know, like, if our horoscope signs in the Fast franchise, <laughs> do we, should we reacquaint everyone with the plot of Too Fast, Too Furious? And if oh. anyone can't tell by my voice, it's too, like, a number two fast and two. Isn't Ja Rule's song in the first one, doesn't he say Too Fast, Too Furious? I think so. That's I'm pretty, pretty sure he deep. does, but then he doesn't come back for this one, which is definitely the biggest mistake. Oh, they got Loda instead. Yeah. So. Yeah, I was gonna say, is it a mistake, a or would they have had? Luther went from being like a great rapper and like a successful rapper to being part of one of the biggest franchises in the world just because he said yes to what Ja Rule said no to. That's beautiful. But this is the fight in like 20 years of his life now. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, also, Ja Rule like, sees every time one of these movies comes out, he just yeah. thinks about all the money he's not yeah. making. Yeah, Ja Rule did Firefest <laughs> and people, Luda people, did Fast. People, people know Ludacris' real name because of the Fast and Furious movies. Do you know right. Ja Rule's real what name? What is Ja Rule's real name? I, don't I think it's Ja Rule. Know. I have no idea. <laughs> Wait, hold I think on. It's ja Ja what is Ja Rule's real name? Ja Rule's real name it's is spelled. Jeffrey Atkins. That sounds like a serial oh, killer. Cute. It does. Yeah, <laughs> Jeffrey. Yeah. Damn, Jeffrey guy Atkins. Called, guys that are named Jeffrey at birth, you're just like destining them to some murders. Ja Rule introducing stuff. himself as Jeff is really funny to me. All right, let's do the plot of Too Fast, Too you Furious. You too ready? I'm too... Too horny. I'm too horny. I'm too horny, too depressed. That's my life. <laughs> too horny, too sad. <laughs> Too horny, too sad to fuck. <laughs> no. Just just like Han in Tokyo Drift. Too I, sad am. To fuck. I guess I am. I'm Han in Tokyo Drift. I'm just kind of drifting you through life. Emo. I'm just kind yeah, of I was like, thinking if any of us are Han, it's probably you. I'm yeah. just, I'm eating my, my snacks. Keep your eyes on the road, cowboy. I'm getting nervous. He did the stare and drive on you, didn't he? He got that from me. What's his deal? I got a problem with authority. You just need to chill out. You ready for this? Come on, man. Guns, murderers, and crooked cops. I was made for this, bro. All right, so if the plot for the first Fast and Furious was basically Point Break with Cars, the sequels mm. is basically, hey, what if we took an unused episode from season three of Miami Vice and made it a fast movie? It's slightly <laughs> more complicated than that, but not really by much. Two years yeah. after the first movie, undercover pig slash crazy ass white boy Brian O'Connor, played by Paul Walker, is no longer a pig. He's just a crazy ass white boy. He's laying low in Miami, <laughs> paying the bills by competing in street races run by his mechanic friend and future super hacker, Tej Parker. Ludicrous. Mm. That's right. He is a part-time mechanic and kind of knows some 
technical things in this movie, I, but he is a super hacker. I think it's I think it's it's so good because the progression of the franchise is oh you know something about cars well guess what you're a hacker now and it's <laughs> just not yeah. <laughs> just like yeah he organized some street races now he can hack into all the com- <laughs> in the world. We need you to hack the FBI. <laughs> After winning a death-defying race against Devin Aoki and Michael Ely, the law finally catches up with Brian and he gets taken in by MEPD. It's there that he's reintroduced to former boss FBI agent Bilkins, played by Tom Barry, along with a smoking hot FBI agent, Monica Fuentes, played by Eva Mendez. They offer to clear Brian's record if he agrees to help them take down a powerful Argentinian drug lord named Carter Verone, played by a definitely not Argentinian actor, Cole Hauser. <laughs> yep. Um, <laughs> Brian is skeptical of the operation, but knows that the only way that he can fuck Eva Mendez is if he goes undercover, so he agrees. <laughs> you mean I could fuck her? <laughs> you do a really um, good Paul Walker no. in these movies. Like, really that- good. It's because we're both from Southern California. <laughs> Realizing that he's way tighter than any of these other loser pigs on the force, he agrees under the condition that he gets to pick his own partner for the operation, and there's only one man for the job, Dominic Toretto. I live for this shit! Just kidding, Vin Diesel is busy shooting triple X. Brian <laughs> goes back to his hometown of Barstow, California, which is extremely random. Uh, he goes back there to reunite with his childhood best friend, Roman Pierce, played by the pussy shaving king, Tyrese Gibson. Roman Woo! thinks Brian's a pig, and he's right. But then the FBI is like, we'll expunge your record too. So Roman says, fuck it, and they go back to Miami. This is the point in the movie where the plot kicks heavily into Miami Vice gear, with Brian and Roman engaging in a series of Grand Theft Auto-style missions for Cole Hauser. Brian really wants to fuck Agent Fuentes, which makes Roman super sad because Roman wants to fuck Brian, and Brian isn't sure, but he's probably down to fuck Roman too. And that's too fast, too furious. Yeah, Defi- yeah so- definitely have experimented. Definitely. Is- <laughs> yeah, for sure. Is this the high? Is this the lowest rated? Of- no, no. Is it fast and fast, fast and, and, and furious? Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Well, this one comes in at a flimsy. 36% over at Rotten Tomatoes. Yes. And it, also, Logan, I don't know if you listened to last episode or if you're just like, you have your little fingers on the pulse of pop culture like I do, but did you did you know that Tyrese Gibson, not that long ago, maybe two months ago, on his girlfriend's Instagram live was shaving his girlfriend's pussy? I did not know that. It um, is definitely worth, I, I don't know, know what you're doing so right before you go to bed, but I would so highly recommend. There's, so there's a thing, there's a thing, and we brought, I've brought this up before, but in the Fifty Shades franchise, there's also an intimate scene of genital shaving. Yes. So I, I can't, so Tyrese is taking some inspiration from Christian Grey, and that makes me very afraid to see what else he's getting I, up to with his girlfriend. Yeah, and then the caption of it was from his girlfriend's end was like, I will never let go of my king. Max and I did watch it together as like a bonding experience. It was a fr- it was an Instagram version of a trust I be, fall. I, um, I would be too nervous to, to put a risk to blame anywhere near someone else. That's what I was saying. I was like, listen, I'm already scared to shave my own fucking shit. I don't want to shave your beard. Well, like the (laughs) other thing is, it's like, you know, waxing is much better because it lasts longer and you don't get as many ingrowns. He's like, you can hear the It's like he's at the barber shop. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's not not pleasant. It sounds ticklish. Like having someone else like shave your Oh yeah, I never even thought about that. It sounds ticklish. He's like, you can't tickle yourself. You don't get 
particularly when you touch like yourself, but someone else's touch t is what tickles you. That's and called, also, like, like, if you like jolt our hips, then boom, razor, and then something's gone. And it's like, no. The thing about having like a, like a shaved or like a whatever bare pussy is that it's kind of like, I don't know. It's like, I don't want to know how the sausage is made. It's like when I, if I ever present my bare pussy to someone, like, I don't want them to have to know how it got that way. It's mm -hmm. like, you just go into the shop and I, you come out and it's perfect. My, my, my approach <laughs> is that I just don't care what's on the pussy. I'm just glad it's here, you know? <laughs> Listen, I'm just happy to be here. Look, it's okay. I'm glad to see it's that the younger here. generation is like that because I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Oh yeah, really? I don't. I mean, listen, it's hey, your it's body a beautiful choice. When you're ready, <laughs> when when you feel like you're ready, maybe save it as a birthday present for yourself. Please watch that um, video. Uh, uh, you deserve. Yeah, this. I'm just. Uh, I'm going to be very proud of his ability to not have shaky hands because if his hands start shaking, oh boy, that'd be terrible. So Too Fast, Too Furious, directed by John Singleton. Right. So this movie gets a major upgrade in a lot of ways because they toss out the uh, sex criminal Rob Cohen, who's busy doing triple X with Vin Diesel. And we bring in Academy Award nominee John Singleton, who just at this point is kind of like into big studio like franchise mode. Like he does Shaft in yeah. 2000, uh, which I've not seen since it came out. Oh, he does Baby Boy. Which, which is, is good. Like another time. Tyrese classic. Ty yeah. Well, that's the thing. Tyrese is a, a better actor than a musician, for sure. Like he is a good actor. Sweet Lady yeah. is a tight song. Okay, that's why he's I'm talking about. That's overall. why he's in this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Fine. He's overall. A, he's in this because it's like it's like a Sun Kang thing. He's in this because John Singleton made it. Yeah. So John John Singleton. Yeah. Yeah. That is a good point. He was like, I'm gonna make this guy a fucking star. And, and he did. He did, technically, yeah. He brought him into the franchise. Ty Tyrese is in multiple billion-dollar movies. He can't. Like, oh, yeah, he's in Transformers. Waist Deep is a billion-dollar franchise. That <laughs> yeah, like several, entries, uh, several entries in the Fast series have made billion. <laughs> it's kind of like, you know how, like, Jordana Brewster would never be considered, like, a straight-up movie star in most cases? Yes. But like she has been in so many big movies. Yeah, she's been like, in this and the. Faculty. She's making some nice money for her. Uh, her yeah, and like and like Michelle Rodriguez is a movie star, but it's crazy yes. thing just how big a movie star she is because she's an Avatar and she's in the Fast and Furious yeah. movies. That's like true. her like cumulative box office gross is like insanely high. Relocating to Florida, I think, was really smart for Too Fast because Florida is like such a weird place. It's a nasty weird. I've been there twice. It's a nasty weird degenerate place. Wait, it's interesting. I, Singleton's an LA guy. He's an actual like Angelina. Yeah. And he came on board for this because he liked the first one so much and was like, oh fuck, why didn't I do that? So they bring him in for this. But then I love that they're like, but you're going to go to Miami, which is kind of funny because it's like Singleton is such a great LA filmmaker that it's like, yeah, on one hand, I'd love to see what he would have done with another LA installment of this. But he does fucking, he, I mean, he directs the shit out of this thing. He really mm -hmm. goes for it. I think what works is that because like he has such an intimate understanding of LA he, he would apply he's kind of applied that this is what I love about the city and then with Miami he's kind of an outsider so he's like this is right. all the coolest part of the city you yeah. know he treats Miami as like more of an aesthetic like whereas in Tokyo Drift Tokyo is like this mystical mm -hmm. uh, kind of right. transcendent place where you can find so much uh mystery and darkness within beauty melancholy all coalescing miami is just everything you see is disgusting and flashy yeah. both there's nothing yeah. behind this it's all surface it's all vacuous yeah and it's i think all he fake has a blast with it because he has no emotional attachment to it mm -hmm. i mean like even from like the first race like in the opening uh which is amazing it's because good it's first a, race it's a great first race i love what he does with the lights under the oh, under so the cars good. is great and he just seems to be having a great time with it and like he's such a confident director at this point that like you oh, can yeah. tell like he's 
he's not taking it he's he's taking it just as seriously as he needs to mm-hmm. but like the way he shoots those scenes like to me it's almost like the first ones you know or have like more of like a gritty kind of like sweatiness to them and then this one it's all of a sudden he's just like fuck it it's like speed racer we're just doing candy mm-hmm. color just fucking souped up over the top i don't know it's an interesting segue for the franchise i don't know i i, I definitely like watching it once again like coming around to it this time for the first time in, you know 18 years there's another one that i saw in theaters and was like oh that was disappointing like that wasn't that mm-hmm. good right and people yeah. really i think thought this one like killed the franchise like people really write this one off i think a lot of the time as this and tokyo drift i think they write off as being like the worst I, sometimes the duds i would agree i think Tokyo Drift has had more of a cult classic than Too Fast has. Yeah. Too Fast still is kind of shit on, for sure. Yeah, like, even now, like, in the time of F9, like, people ranking them, Too Fast is always pretty near the bottom. Pretty low. Yeah. I mean, here's the other thing about Too Fast, and it's not really, like, its fault. It has to do with, like, where fashion was at this time and, like, how hot Miami (laughs) is, probably. But Paul Walker, as hot as he is still his costuming here is literally like how i dress my nephews it's like <laughs> like stretchy <laughs> stretchy board shorts in like a bright yellow and then a coordinating top it's like like if i saw that that guy on like hinge or whatever like listen i don't know because a lot of it is like a vibe thing too i'm like well why do you dress like a baby like he dresses <laughs> like he's about ready to just what are you like talking about <laughs> like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, that's the thing it's like that's i didn't even think about it i was just like paul damn paul walker looking kind of good here what that what's going on i mean listen, yeah, I was just like, that guy is so fucking hand it was so ridiculously yeah. handsome that once we talked about it in the last episode how like he can deliver the dumbest line so sincerely and he sells it in a way because he's not thinking about it and also yeah. you can pretty much dress him however and still be like yeah he looks like a dumbass but like damn that dude's really beautiful it was pretty <laughs> noticeable to me that he was dressed like a well, it's also yeah like you said it's 2003 which was yeah, listen, it I, wasn't kind to any of us i looked like no. a fucking idiot he, I mean, he, he, but he's dressed like fine. a <laughs> like a slightly badder or like the baddest one of a boy band you know he's dressed like like aj mclean which isn't that bad still he You're looks still like dudes I, I knew in high school at that time so it's accurate to the period like he's got a west yeah, coast choppers is. tee baggy shorts high white socks and converse on and i'm like yeah this just looks like a dude i fucking would see in the valley well he always wears converse yeah Everywhere's he always converse, converse, converse like, and vans and i like that yeah that's what makes him like the I, cool cop i do think that like i don't know what your guys's favorite scene of this movie is but for me it's definitely the first scene that we get tyrese introduced great scene so i had never I seen this movie scene. before and my jaw is on the floor like it's unreal like it does just feel like they're gonna start ripping each other's clothes up yeah Yeah. yo whatever happens next just let it go i ain't in it wrong only my homeboys call me wrong pig not a cop anymore bro is that true blondie here's not a cop anymore that's true no badge. Here we go. Still fight like shit. You still fight like shit. They're both like almost like the pinnacle of their type. Yes. Like Tyrese Gibson is like the pinnacle of that like black male model, bald head, like smooth. Like he like his muscles are like and he just he looks fucking great here. Uh, I yeah. mean, I'm kind of a Ty- Tyrese person. I I did 
go to see Waist Deep in the theaters. So did and I, don't worry. I did have that uh, record with Sweet Lady on it. Like, I like Tyrese, and I like him in this movie when he's like, he's like the hothead. Yeah. Which is funny Very because awesome. of the transition of the character, because when he comes back, you know, I know this. Is, these are all things that have been talked about a lot, especially with the franchises. You know, he's introduced in the second one as a very different character. He's a hothead. He clearly like grew up poor and and his boy fucking, you know, betrayed him, locked him up when he was younger and gets brought back into this world. And the whole time is basically just like, he's like the typical, like, I don't like authority kind of guy. Yeah. And, you know, I have a problem with authority, which is what he says. And then, you know, and then he comes back in Fast Five and progressively gets dumber and dumber as the movies go on. And for some reason they were like, Tyrese is going to be the comedic relief. I don't know why that was the decision, but. He's funny though. He's funny. He's funny. No, he does. He's, I I think he's funny in this. I just, you know. I think he's funny in this. F9, F9 gets the balance. Oh, very well. Because Tyrese kicks fucking ass in that movie, anti Stover. Okay, cool. Yeah, because so it's, it's kind of still, still like a fucking big dude. Yeah. Like, this yeah. Like, the thing still is, be like, fucking he's still, shit like, he's, yoked. he's like very tough. And like in F9, like he beats the shit out of people and does some really, really cool stuff. But he's still like funny. Well, I think so Singleton like, has a good read on him, man. Like, because when he brings yeah, him in and Baby boys, Boy, yeah. there's a. He's still like, he's, he's that kind of posturing kind of hothead. And he is a big guy, but the, he still sees the vulnerability in Tyrese. Mm-hmm. There is something very childlike about yeah. him, and he's kind of temperamental yeah. and like wants to prove himself. And like, so I think they get at that here, mm-hmm. and then they just kind of take it to a broader I, level throughout the movie. I think, right. yeah, I think if Singleton had directed others, he would have done with Tyrese what Justin Lin did with some kind, because that's clearly his boy. For sure. Like, but like, I also think that Tyrese's role here is the hardest role in the sense that like he's clearly filling Dom's shoes. Like he, yeah. so the, he, they all also have to make all this connective tissue to like I and I think it's smart that they make it so you realize that part of the reason why Brian was so drawn to Dom is that he's imprinting this relationship that he had with Roman when they were children and like mm-hmm. it actually makes that like a more fuller bodied story yeah. like it makes right. the first one even better well, well, and I think that it's hard to fill Vin Diesel's shoes because mm-hmm. he's obviously yeah. missed here I don't know and and he also gets like not bad dialogue but he does he has to explain his character a little bit he's like is that why you let that guy go in LA? Like he has to, he has to do a lot of work for the audience, yeah. for the people who maybe are paying attention. There's something interesting. I just, I really didn't realize it till now. Brian is really into like jacked bald. Yeah, I was just gonna yeah. say Brian has a type, type. and they kind of use yeah. that as like the like every woman he's with kind of looks the same so, or something like that. But it's just like all like, the dudes he partners up. <laughs> it's like so. All I'm saying is, if he had been able to be in Fate of the Furious, it would have been Brian in the prison with Deckard Shaw because he would want to fuck Statham because that's another yeah. bald jacked. If it wasn't for like the fact that he made Mia pregnant, he would have had some horny moments with the Rock. Like that's like <laughs> he's that's just he just feels so much confusion while he's around all of his crew. I do think it's really funny that after like the well received, like the great romance to him and Mia, like a Latina, he's just like, I'm going to go fuck another Latina half on the other end of the country. Yeah. Like he's like, <laughs> well, the, the I mean, man, I'm sorry. Has types. Even Mendez to me as like a straight woman is like, maybe like, maybe I have a type of women too, because like, I, like, I think that like her and Penelope Cruz are like the two like women that like make me feel something. Even though Eva Mendez is not given a ton to do here, she is just like so magnetic. Like she's one of the most beautiful people I've ever seen in my life. Same. Okay? And she's yeah, funny. Like she just can like, actually handle like, like funny. Yeah. She's yeah. a great, great actress. And I feel like that's undervalued because as soon as you someone sees her, they're just go, oh, oh yeah. my God, look at her. 
Like there's a tease for her at the end of Fast Five. I remember because like she had her kid and then she retired from show business in 2014 to raise her family. So she never actually got to be in the series again. And that's always a bummer to me because like yeah. even with a part that's not the best written, she is so charismatic and she's so Well, funny. they would have made it better too. But you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Like Ryan Gosling's dick, I'm sure can like take you away from they're, 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 <laughs> like, the Fast Franchise. She is, like She has kids with Ryan Gosling and she looks like that. I mean, like she's having a fine time you know yeah she's doing There's great money probably awesome. gorgeous yeah i mean yeah <laughs> the, yeah i mean i definitely Those think they would have done back. something more with her character and listen she's definitely a better actress than gal gadot so oh, it would have yeah. been it would have been nice to have her around oh now i'm thinking a han monica romance yeah actually that would make sense because they're both steely and again like even though i don't feel like what happens to eva mendez is like when we talk about drift it's not the same thing as like the natalie kelly's character like even though they're sort of like just the tacked on like female Mm -hmm. lead i i do think that eva mendez is able to like bring something to Mm -hmm. it i do think that the movie cares a little more about her because so many times when there's something Mm -hmm. harrowing happening it cuts to a reaction shot of eva mendez because she's really good at being like (gasps) or disgusted like she's really like she's she's great at reactions and so i do think that like overall yeah i i connect more with monica the first three i think all have similar utilizations of their female leads but i think in the first one mia is very he's really good and like they have like her and paul walker have like amazing chemistry where you do the dishes scene like they like if they did not fuck in real life at least once i'm disappointed it's like the gaga and bradley cooper thing if they didn't Mm -hmm. fuck once i'm upset that they didn't because they should have it's just like it's that I mean, kind of chemistry where it's like they have like right, gaga and cooper definitely fucked like i you would bet so? my house on i would bet my house on you sure. saw that part with the Austin, like, right? yeah but part of me feels like that's what that's how committed bradley cooper is as an actor no and, like, i know like he's so method that he fucked her. yeah that's my that's my approach i'm really committed to, to my to, craft look, so <laughs> i have like bradley I, lo- I love that movie i love i love b coops but like i really do i feel that energy is like the two like paul walker and jordana brewster's chemistry is like so intoxicating that it makes mm-hmm. like what could have been They're like great, yeah. a bad romantic subplot feel tacked on but it's like it's so sincere but like mia is secondary to dom and brian in that movie it just of course like they, they disguise it up better because they do a, good they do a better job of that in the first one and this one it's yeah. really like it's well, just first, brian one, and roman it's brian and roman and then eva mendez because is there he never even like, fucks eva mendez he they never fucks no, they flirt they have nothing yeah yeah well they i guess eva flirt. mendez also was like i won't do a sex scene in this movie like she's hard like he's you can tell brian's horny but it's yeah. like yeah but yeah you don't yeah. know who he's, he's horny for. i think he likes to be treated like he isn't shit like i think that like his biggest turn on is someone treating him like you ain't shit and then he gets horned <laughs> up like that's what i think has happened and like no, eva mendez is able to like meet him she, listen like she's really commanding they give her not much to do but she's great at it there's that great scene early on I, I, it's like another like just like masculinity like at its stupidest where the boys are like picking their cars and paul walker gets the one that's like an amazing what would you call that almost like tennis ball yellow that's it's like that enough. chartreuse colored car and right. then tyrese gibson gets like the purple 
car, but it's a convertible. And he's like, why does she get a ride with you to Brian? And Eva Mendes answers and she goes, well, you get the convertible. She knows where she is and she's a little bit more able to like rise to the occasion of the material than I feel like other actresses that could just be a tacked on afterthought would be. It's definitely the Tyree show in a lot of ways and Paul Walker obviously doing his thing and the way he even speaks and his everything he's saying is so detached from even the first movie and the future movies like literally half his lines in this movie saying cuh in every line almost yeah um which is the best line in the movie let your man go huh drop it I don't want to talk about it drop it hell I want to hear about this homie so forget about it, cuz. Because like the thing is, right? Is like in the first one, it's like so like it's 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 pretty clear that like Brian O'Connor grew up amongst a bunch of black people. He's clearly code switching here and talking like he would talk with his black friends when he was a kid. And that that I think makes that I think that's what checks it out is because like around like other white people, he just talks like Paul Walker. But when Tyree like pops a, up, he's like, yeah. huh. and it's like, it's really funny because it's like Paul Walker doing cultural appropriation <laughs> casually. Yeah. It's just like very amusing what? because he's sincere about it. He doesn't even realize it. Paul Walker just seems to be kind of like, he's not really sleepwalking through this, but he's so at ease in it. He's it, so it doesn't even seem like he's acting at times. It seems like he's just kind of fucking around with Tyrese and it's just like he's genuinely like goofing around with him. It's like the first race like he literally just gets called and he's like yeah okay I'll turn up and then he just mm-hmm. kills it. The race itself too like they it's the first time they really like kind of up the stakes to what will be like the future of the franchise with like these kind of death defying stunts and it's really like minimal comparatively but like I was gonna say Ludacris yeah, 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 yeah. The, the bridge, bridge goes up the bridge goes up which is so funny because literally like Ludacris is like they're never gonna see this coming and it's like he's literally kind of like I'm gonna try to kill these motherfuckers. I was gonna <laughs> say like what's crazy to me in that scene you're just like uh so manslaughter yeah he's like i'm gonna fucking kill him he he literally says how do you like this and I'm like, Ludacris, Ludacris, Ludacris could have killed Michael Ely. Michael Ely killed all died. of them. <laughs> but like, Michael Ely came very close to getting oh, yeah. hurt. Michael Ely was the That could have ended so tragically. Like, he literally could but have had like, four nah, guns bro, on his hand. Friends forever. Ludacris, the reason why he's a hacker is because he hacked the system to erase the manslaughter charges that he faced. Yeah, right? <laughs> well, also, like, we should mention Devin Aoki. It's not her first appearance on the podcast. We um, talked about That's right. the movie that she called devs oh devs is great she's not that also is a jordana brewster joint that's right yeah Um, she's she's so good in that she her her perform and like listen she's very eye-catching she's really beautiful she's a fellow half asian i don't feel bad saying this because like she's like from money from like what like her dad owns benihana like she definitely had to have a hand in getting tyrese that benihana there's no way it just it seems too coincidental you think you think that like her dad popped up to like open the tyrese benihana just like I think he did. I think that he pulled her aside on set and was like, listen, I got to talk to you about what your dad does. Which kind of endears me to him a little bit. How can I get one of those? She gives performances (laughs) in films that's not dissimilar to like the first part of a porno when like someone's like, I'm a babysitter. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Because like she literally has to say like, smack that ass. And she says it so clunkily. She, she does it like, I'm, I'm your stepsister. This is yeah. wrong. Like, yeah, that's yeah, 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 yeah. 
Show me your like, dick then. Yeah. <laughs> no, you actually, yeah, now I did it better. I just then I, I tripped into being good. You wanna you wanna show me your dick, big brother? Yeah, 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 yeah. She gives back listen, like her car is like the most tricked out. I love her car. And, and I do like that she's like a female racer that like she kinda makes out with Luda sometimes, but then it seems like she makes out with other people too. Like I do like that they just have like this because I think she's supposed to be like the Michelle Rodriguez stand in. But and I listen, I like her. I love her clothing. She's um, a great presence. She's not she's not actress, yeah she's a great presence she's not very good when she has to speak she might have been a great silent movie actress you ever think how weird it is that people waited eight years for michelle rodriguez to come back to the series and then she dies immediately in the first yeah eight years that's fucking yeah. weird you wait well, eight apparently years justin lynn just had a master plan this whole time justin lynn was just fucking playing he's 3d a, chess with his franchise. yeah he's Look, like he's, I a, got he's, it a, he's a master he's a genius like well i think if you it. operate by soap opera logic he's like yeah we can do anything i got this. yeah that's like, he literally, yeah. he literally has never. He just has ideas, and he just comes up with them, and he says them. <laughs> and then when someone says, th- when someone says that's insane, you can't do that. He says, "Who says I can't?" And he does it. <laughs> it's like, are you gonna? Are we really going to use cars as a grappling hook to swing across cliffs? Yes, we are. We should. And that's not going to be the wildest thing we do. We're going to do something even wilder. The thing is about these movies is what I really do appreciate is, is that while that they are funny, they play it. They do play it sincerely. Like this is straight Absolutely. yeah yeah like, well, I think that's like the they are go- of, of the they, first few. They, they are like like the and I, even in like the later entries it's like like for example like in fast and furious 7 when uh they drive the car out of the world's tallest building into another building and then drive out that building it's like <laughs> it's funny but it's also awesome and it's like yeah. and they're they're and when it comes to like vin and dom and they're they're not joking they're not they're not doing like bits about it they're not screaming they're going yeah and it's yeah, like they're, really they're vibing it. like and that's <laughs> That's what it is. It's like it's like it's stupid, but everyone there is really into it, and that's the appeal yeah. of the franchise. It's like it cares deeply about the melodrama, and like it doesn't it, it it doesn't make a joke out of everything. It knows when to make mm-hmm. its joke. We we talked about that last week too, you know, and and or on the last episode, and it really is just like the earnestness of the series is what's so appealing to it, because especially now with so many big franchise movies, you know, having. A degree of self-awareness of knowing like oh this is just like a really expensive cash grab and and having an awareness of that but basically telling the audience like isn't this fucking stupid but like with the fast movies yeah. there is they're so sincere and that's a part of what is is having guys like paul walker and vin diesel carrying this franchise you know for so long is that like they're very sincere actors they don't really have any yeah. irony to them and that's vin, the magic vin is vin is the most sincere man in hollywood for sure yeah you know going back to singleton too and like what he brought to this because it's obviously like you know it's his career trajectory is always really interesting i know they just kind of covered his filmography on blank check you know talked about a lot of his films and and um or talked about all of his films and like i you know you forget how you forget a lot of things that he did do and and then how little he actually made too in a way but yeah yeah it's um, really sad yeah and like clearly this was like a big win for them to be able to bring in this you know monumental you know academy the first black director to ever be nominated for an Crazy. Oscar because it's like because it's like he, he, he broke out of Boys in the Hood and he like did Poetic Justice with Janet and Tupac which is amazing my favorite of um, all of his so movies it's my favorite too and then Higher Learning which is this really ambitious so crazy though yeah. uh, maybe so, I would so like not, it better now I like I like I think it's really great but it's like this really ambitious like really complicated movie like this guy in his mid-twenties trying to figure out racism and class and all these other things like as a guy thrust into the spotlight and then like when he 
anything like he made Rosewood. I haven't seen Rosewood, but like Rosewood is like, you know, a really ambitious project. Baby Boy is like this really like almost avant-garde approach to like a gangster movie where it's mm-hmm. not really a full gangster movie. Um, right. But like even like stuff like, you know, the, the way it films, like like the, some of the shots of him like being born and stuff. Like, are yeah, so I was going to say avant-garde. the birth and, like, thing is. The way that like Snoop Dogg's performance is so weird in that movie. And then like he goes and like makes Too Fast, which is like a big hit. And like four brothers, like then he did he didn't do anything until abduction, which was which is not good, and it's not his fault. No. It's not. And then like he got pigeonholed in the TV, and he died young. It's like yeah, so no, it's young. really sad. Like you think like after, especially like after Too Fast and Four Brothers, that they would have found work for him, even if it's just like an F. Gary Gray level. Like well, I think he I'm was apparently he, he apparently got really fucked over by like studio contracts because he entered into a studio contract Maybe. with Paramount. He got fucked over by that. Listen, I mean, like it it just goes to show, obviously that like you can be the first black man to ever be nominated for best director at the Oscars and have and the groundbreaking the youngest have all these feats and just you know get pigeonholed and then you know get fucked over by the studio like, system I mean, the last thing he directed I think was an episode of the people versus OJ or something like that it was one of the last things he did I think so movie. yeah because his last movie was sadly like, induction but it, it's crazy to think that like someone who not only was a successful like art well, not an art house but like a successful independent beloved by critics or at least like challenging works for adults you know like indie movies theaters would show them and go crazy with it. like boys in the hood twilight justice rosewood baby boy these are not like big budget movies then he pivots into like more studio filmmaking too fast with four brothers and they do well like they do well you'd think yeah. that like a studio would want him as like an above like a way above above average like studio hand like even if he's not able to to make these right. like auteurist right. projects like he was in the 90s you'd think that like you'd get him on like just like, like a run-of-the-mill heist movie like I something like i don't mean. know like remember remember like, like you remember fuqua did like brooklyn's finest i feel like yeah. singleton right. would have killed brooklyn's finest something well, like that like singleton obviously paved the way for so many of those guys and like it's it's you know it's i i don't know if i was telling you courtney but like there's a, at a the amoeba by me so amoeba here is like just like our big like record store you know they have dvds and stuff and they have a director section and they've recently tried to include a lot of black directors and female directors because it was obviously very like white male centric mm-hmm. so they added mm-hmm. but they added sections for like f gary gray antoine fuqua ava duvernay and tyler perry there's no singleton section and i'm just like that's crazy listen no disrespect to antoine fuqua how many people out there are like I got, is there an antoine fuqua section it, it, yeah you no know, your story is like no where's the fucking singleton me. section listen i love shooter i'm the fuqua head. i love shooter I'm not shooter. We do love Shooter. I love Shooter. Look, I'm not look, gonna. I'm not gonna. Look, I, I, I write. I write for Fuqua. I don't write for F. Gary Gray. I think. F. Well, that's what Gray I mean. Is just like, is but it's just the fact that like all these guys that really just in a way like Singleton was just so monumental and so influential. So it was just like, how the fuck does he still? And I'm not saying like Singleton's like one of my favorite directors by any means, but like show some fucking respect. I mean, the guy yeah. like paved the way for all these people and like. I mean, Poetic Justice yeah. is one of my favorite like romances. I feel like another issue that this movie does have that I think kind of stopped it from that still kind of like holds it back like I think it's a good time obviously but like I think a major thing is obviously the plot is pretty disposable you're just kind of like it's I forget what happens it's like they're on a boat yeah it's (laughs) there's not a lot going on because like when you think about the other two in the first three it's like yes like there's stuff with Johnny Train in the first one but the first one's like emotional crux in its third act is Brian has essentially portrayed these people Dom and Mia and Dom is dealing with that and Johnny Trent is involved but he is like a MacGuffin used to bring Brian and Dom colliding together so this is a very emotional third act and in Tokyo Drift it's about like everyone grieving Han 
and you channeling that into the drift. Whereas in Too Fast, it's just like Eva's on a boat. Let's go get her. Mm -hmm. yeah, that's it, how it feels so generic in that way. Which so is it's it's the weird. weakest of the first three because of that. It doesn't also need to be because again, what they ask Eva Mendez's character Monica to do is actually like more like she's like super deep cover. She's been dating this guy for like two years, and he even says yeah. at some point when he's like literally like grabbing sucks. her by the face and like <laughs> he's like grabbing her by the head and like throwing her head against the door and. And he's like, you know, I've dated you for two years and only in like one time did I ever see you like fuck up. And like, and like she's fucked. And I think that that is really scary, but the movie doesn't quite know, like it doesn't give her enough scenes with the, your two actual leads to have as much like chemistry to like yeah. want to go save her. Because well, it's, it's not really an undercover movie. Like it tries no. to be, but it no, isn't. No, because really. they still have their names when they're quote like, undercover. I was like, so, I was like, why didn't you pick a different name? It's also Being like undercover is just an excuse he's from the drive a lot around miami That's yeah yeah the, he's the, the worst cop he's like he's like a <laughs> cop version of like when you're a senior server at a restaurant and you're like i'm only working fridays and saturdays sorry like he's like nah <laughs> i'm not gonna do brunch and <laughs> uh, like I'm the thing priority. is the thing is about <laughs> i think the main difference between the first one and the second one to me this is from the position that i'm a very very big fan of the first one is that rob cohen is a fucking idiot who sucks and he stumbled into making something masterful yes. like everything yeah. that happens in the first one is like chaotic and sweaty and so close to being bad but in this kind of perfect yeah. it's like this perfect synthesis of everything it somehow works, it it works beautifully. Yeah. like like the racing is chaotic and corny and early 2000s as hell but with mixed with Paul Walker mixed with Vin mixed with the way he shoots LA it all just comes together and it feels right whereas Singleton is a master and he directs the shit out of it and you can look at it like in the first race the way he cuts between cars the way he shoots inside the engine yeah. is so slick it's so material it's, it's he's, he knows what he's doing there's confidence oozing out of it but it's yeah. with a template that is less emotionally charged and therefore mm -hmm. it comes across not as hollow because it's a very fun movie but yeah. as less I, I think the reason why it's always so low on a lot of people's list is because it doesn't elicit that same intensity of emotion that the first one or the third one do because no. fans of the first one and the third one like me are like insanely hyped for those movies and whereas like I'm a big fan of Too Fast and Furious and it is just like this movie's awesome it's not like this movie makes me feel things on like a, on like a cosmic mm -hmm. level and I think no, that's it's a good, it's a good sequel it's a good ultimately it's a, good it's a great time, time. Yeah. I love the movie I, I've seen it like five times I have a great time every time I watch it no I had fun revisiting it because I but I think it's also like I think that's the thing too and it's something that I, I am always curious about with this franchise is the way that obviously the first four movies were pretty critically panned Fast Five is obviously kind of like the apex of the series where it really yeah. just everything kind of falls into place and it locks and it's like oh yeah this is it you're right in the pocket of it you know and it kind of carries that for three more movies or you know for, for six and seven eight which I've not watched yet I'm going to watch this week apparently obviously takes a dip it's a weaker one yeah you know it takes a dip in, in, in quality but I think but it's still relatively well reviewed so it's always mm. interesting to me to think about like I think it's it's really how critics obviously can evolve and, and, and the way that they can wrestle with the movie and the way that they can get on its level but in obviously like in the early 2000s you know we talked about on the last episode we didn't really know how good we had it and so there is a like we said there's the purity to them and so we talk about the earlier movies now with a little bit more fondness like at the time it was just mm -hmm. like yeah it's fun or it's like yeah it's dumb or like no it's bad and you look back now and you're like actually there's something kind of quaint and really like mm -hmm. great 
you know, mm-hmm. fun about it's, this and I'm having a good time. There's a nostalgic value, but I think critics now, mm-hmm. I'm curious. It's like, obviously there's more money put into it and it takes itself less seriously and mm-hmm. it, it, they're like huge event movies, but critics seem to be giving it more of a pass now. And it's interesting that they yeah. weren't at this time, but I, now I, they're like, eh, fuck it. I think because the climate of the modern blockbuster is so chaotic. Every like third act of every blockbuster movie is like the fucking same. It's like yeah. huge stakes, but it's always boring stakes. And I think what 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 draws people or what gives critics a pass of it is like it does have these blockbuster formats, but you remember what they do in the movies because it's always something outlandish and yeah. different. There's yeah. always like a new hook that they do. There's always a new concept, something new. It's it's refreshing to see the stakes be just like two cops are trying to take yeah. down one bad guy, and it's like it's like nostalgic for like the eighties era of like Miami Vice, like you mentioned earlier. Sure. And it's not just like it's like a simpler kind of action movie because every action movie, including the Fast series, is so escalated. And it's just like no, you raise and there's a drug lord and we gotta get the drug lord and we'll like crash on his boat and we'll beat him it's like, it's yeah, I mean, like the ending is so anticlimactic and such it's a so anticlimactic it rules. They, it they, rules they drive onto the boat and like you think there's gonna be more or there's gonna no. be another fight no are we gonna are we gonna get into the discourse Cole Hauser discourse so I feel, I feel like an Argentinian drug lord well no just the performance <laughs> in general I'm not equipped to comment on the politics of him being Argentinian <laughs> <laughs> there are white, obviously white Argentinians. There are, I think, know, like, like Argentina. He's just so not from South America like, that you're like, like <laughs> if you've ever looked at the Argentina international football team, they are all white. Literally every person. I'm not saying that like Kohlhauser should play anyone from South America, but like Argentina is like largely one of the whiter nations in South right. America. He definitely found. He's just like it, not a very captivating bad guy. I think he's hilarious, and so I would yeah. like to. I think He's, Cole Hauser's a solid actor. He's just like he's not like the the villain that you hinge your movie on. You're he's not, like, he's no. like the pre-villain. Like if you look yeah. at Deep yeah. Cover, he's like the mini boss before yeah. the big boss. And you realize it's actually ineffectual. So like I in, kept waiting for like there to be a bigger big bad. It's like you yeah. know, like in like TV, it's like he's the first season antagonist, and then you reveal he's exactly. working for this other guy, and he's going to be the antagonist yeah. for the rest of the show. Yeah, um, he's exactly. kind of boring. He's not very threatening. He's just but like a sweaty. Only be threatening Eva Mendez and like pushing her but head. I would like to defend not him being South American, but I would like to rep for Carter Verón, aka Cole Hauser, because Cole Hauser is without a doubt the funniest bad guy in any Fast and Furious movie. This man, every scene he's fucking, except when he's like grabbing Eva Mendez, but like this dude's accent is so bad. He does not. <laughs> he is trying to sound like a Miami Latino. He is not succeeding. It is rough. Like I know, I, I know Latino people from Miami. They do not sound like... He just looks like that shithead white dude that just... Yeah. He looks like he'd be your shitty manager or something at the place you mm-hmm. work where you're just like, oh, that guy's a dickhead. Yep. I'm not like, this, oh, that guy's gonna fucking kill me. <laughs> like, that, this man is a drug lord. He is yeah. he is a drug lord hunted by the FBI. They have devoted an agent for years just to pretend to date him to get info. And every time he shows up, he's like, I've ordered a fleet of cars. The people that take it get me it. And it's like, that's not subtle. He kind of seems... He enough. seems kind of tired too he's not he seems like he's kind of like annoyed by everything he's just like i don't want to really do this but like i got to and like he yeah he has them going on these like g like straight up gta missions where it they, was like it really that note too. i know this is like GTA when my city came out but they could have they could have literally just called this like grand theft auto no i know it's like a gta mission he's like he's like whoever gets the car first wins <laughs> like like Vice City Redux or whatever like uh, Vice yeah. City 2000. No, 
Well, it's, both of his henchmen like, are weirdly more scary than him to me. Yeah, those guys I, are so fucking dumb, dude. It's like they're think, dumb, but like I actually think that they could like accidentally shoot me without thinking about it. Okay. You know? Yeah, for sure. I, all, all, all I'm saying, guys, if there was like an RC helicopter and also Burt Reynolds in this movie, it would be GTA Bay City. If Burt Reynolds and, played Carter Verone, I would have loved. I would have loved to see yeah. Burt Reynolds try and pretend to do a South American accent. I'm sorry, that might be problematic to say. But it would be fun. Well, because well, they got they got they got Ortiz for yeah. Fast, so that's fast. the one guy we're gonna talk about Ortiz next week because he's we the villain Jack. in F4 and, and Ortiz. He is given a performance that, that that movie does not deserve. If they'd swapped roles, it would be funnier because like Cole Hauser being this deranged in such a dark and serious movie as Fast and Percent Furious would be so like disconcerting and disjointed yeah. that I would be I would be really into how how tonal whiplash is whereas in this kind of like kookier like fun sunny movie having like a performance is threatening as Ortiz yeah. would be I mean, really Ortiz because Ortiz is, is can be threatening he grounds it he knows how to have fun in those movies without compromising his performance and I think Cole mm-hmm. Hauser is just like oh I'm playing the villain I'm I know what I'm supposed yeah. to do here it, it's I very self serious and I do want to talk about, just before we move on to critics, I mean, what this movie could have been. Because I think that, obviously, they wanted Vin Diesel to come back. They literally offered the guy $25 million. He said no. Respect of Vin Diesel for saying, uh, it's funny that he said this, but he was like, listen, the script's not good. Yeah. I just won't well, do it okay, because look, the script's Keanu not good. with Speed 2. Like, that's the yeah. thing is, right, is that Vin's scripts are all wonderful now. So he's made the right choice. Yeah, he's like, like listen, he, like, he has an amount of control over it that, you know, a, like some sort of like a quality and, check. And for this one yeah you can tell like they were like we're fast tracking a sequel we need to get this thing out we want to bring you guys back we want to put you in miami and i listen i think it could have worked but at the same time i think someone brought up a really good point when they were talking about it on blank check they were saying they were like if vin diesel did show up in this and it wasn't good and it was a mediocre sequel we might not have gotten the movies later on yeah because it might have just so that's you made the right call and going back to like how we're able to be a little softer on the movie partially because like like what you said like you don't know a good thing until it's gone we also get to watch it with the hindsight that we do get Diesel back. So it's not like he's just a hole that's gone forever. It's just like a fun interlude before he comes back. It's just an absence makes the heart grow fonder for Fast Ampersand Furious. So then I I think that that's it too. Like, I think if I was a fan of the first one and then Vin wasn't back for the second one, maybe I would have more of like a what the fuck reaction. Like like, looking at it now, I'm like- Sure. It's like like what I mentioned earlier. It's like you wait for eight (laughs) years for Michelle Rodriguez to come back that she dies immediately. That kind of thing is like, it's harder to reckon with at the time than it is now because you can just be like well in like three movies like in like six hours i'll see her again but the thing is right is that i just i fuck, i fucking love too fast to furious it has way more problems than the other first two in the trilogy but like god it's so fun like it's a good it time and good. it's yeah you know, it, 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 it does it looks good it has it it's 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 directed well i mean it's and even you know and listen i think it also it has those incredible lines it has tyrese walking into a club and saying it's a oasis in here and yes, then paul so walker's good. response is a lot of potential cool. and then like, there's the also is, like again going back to like how much they want to fuck each other they do reference like a girl that they have both fucked at some point that is part of this movie like i dated her after you yeah Yeah. it's like whoa that's some like i don't know some fucking that's some cuck shit i wanted to feel feel the same hole you did (laughs) yeah no for real i just wanted to feel what you felt Um. (laughs) cut 
I love too when Tyrese takes his shirt off to break the window. Oh, so good. That was so fucking funny. <laughs> that is a solid joke. And it feels like a joke that like is included because the movie and maybe Singleton like has a good, or, like a great understanding of, of like Tyrese as a presence mm. and like a person. Yeah. yeah. That is so, so like he goes to break a window when they're locked out of a car. And then it turns out that like they're not locked out and they could have just, oh, they're trying yeah. to steal a car. But, and then so, it was just but, unlocked. But this, is a, this is a question that I think is very interesting <laughs> to ask. What would the Fast and Furious franchise look like if Tupac was alive and had starred Baby Boy, would Tupac be in Fast and Furious instead of Tyrese? Fuck. He would have been, sli- I think, been- slightly too old at a certain point, but no, but he probably would have aged very well. So, like, I'm I was sure gonna say, would. I think that they could like, just retool think, the character. Do you, do you think that they would, because, like, Tupac is definitely not above a movie like Too Fast to Furious. No, I mean, he was doing fucking Tupac gang related and good as- and juice and stuff yeah. like that. Like, he's down to do, like, action movies like yeah. this. So, like, yeah. it's while, while thinking, like, if Tupac had lived and, like, Fuck. went through all the decades, that he might have been, like, a Chris Ludacris Bridges figure where he just drops a rap album every few years in between his fast. Furious commitments. I, I think that like Tupac was just yeah. as good as, Re- Rever, as an actor Rever as he was. Yeah, but Rever I agree would've... with you. He does fit into the Fast franchise. Like, but I think like with with I think their chemistry. I think Paul Walker. Paul Walker's one of those guys who's so easygoing and has such a yep. great vibe that I think he can pretty much just vibe with whoever you put him on screen with. And I think he I'm knows not... that. And he's like, listen, I'm good at, at balancing out this friendship here. Like, I can mm-hmm. be one half of something. And like him and Tyrese, I think their chemistry really in Singleton's direction. I think carry the movie along because yeah. yeah the plot's fucking who gives a shit the villain is I don't remember the, problem. Look, the, the, the plot the plot look, that's the thing about this movie is like i really like it and hell i love it because whenever i watch it i know that it's like yeah i'm not gonna remember like how point b gets to point c because i don't care no one cares but I'm going to watch some great boys do some homoerotic banter. I'm going to see uh, Ava Mendes for a bit be awesome. I'm going to see yeah. a car end up on a boat. I'm going to see some fun Miami locales. I'm going to hear some funny dialogue. Yeah. And I'm going to see like cars go vroom vroom direct by a master. It really is like, it's like the most yeah. simple pleasures of the whole series. Because yeah. you just understand, look, we can't do the first one again. We're not going to try and do the emotion of the first one again. We're going to give you a good time. Even though it's not what you might have wanted from a sequel, we're going to give you a good time. Yeah. And I, I get a good time every time I see it. Don't drop the soap, big homie. <laughs> I hope you know that when he gets out, he's going to kill your ass. <laughs> he ain't getting out. <laughs> I'll see you soon. You think he's going to get out? He'll be out. No, for real, you think he's getting out, though? This one is a 36%. It's not the lowest. It's the second lowest of the franchise. And that checks out, too. I, it, it Fast four, I think, being the lowest rate, it makes sense. Dana Stevens of the New York Times Woo! said, Unfortunately, all of these supremely expressive vehicles come equipped with drivers, pr- principally a pair of crash test dummies played by Paul Walker and Tyrese, oh, whose low-gear dialogue makes the whine of engines sound like the highest poetry. Manila Dargis of the LA Times said, My hand trembles slightly as I type these words, but the truth is that while watching Too Fast, Too Furious, I realized just how much I miss Vin Diesel. Mm-hmm. So a lot of references to Yugo cars. I don't know what that is. Do you remember Yugos? I had to look nope. them up. I didn't remember until I saw them. It's like... Y-U-G-O? Yugo is known as like the oh, worst car ever made or something. Really? Uh, I want T. That, that <laughs> car suits me. Yeah, I got back-to-back Yugo references here. We got the Wall Street Journal saying, certainly trashy, but stripped of Mr. Diesel's services and directed by Johnson 
Singleton. It's a no-go Yugo in muscle car sheet metal. So people were really riding for Vin at this point. They really were. They were like, we need Vin. That's really good to see. The Austin Chronicle said it's all very nice to look at, sure, but pretty colors and well, intercoolers aside, Too Fast, Too Furious is about as exciting as a Yugo in quicksand. Real View said the <laughs> this movie only takes a few minutes to crash and burn, but more than an hour and a half to realize it. A contender for the worst movie of 2003. Absolutely not. And then we got a bunch of uh, a bunch of just puns. We got uh, too yeah, foolish go. plus too flashy equals forget it. <laughs> I kind of like it. It's so <laughs> stupid. They, you and know also they could did like do it. like the too comedy um, plus too sad. You know, joke of you know look, I look, I can I'm a film critic. I'm gonna have to say burn critics. We need to no. end film criticism. Listen, I think they couldn't. I think they couldn't uh, resist a good pun back then. Uh, too fast, too furious is just too lame, too tame, and too much like a video game. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that that's that, the the rhyming is not that's okay. Might as well be might as well be called too slow, too tedious. I don't hate these if I'm honest. <laughs> I hate I I don't like puns. Uh, last negative review: The Arizona Republic just said, "Too fast, too furious." Is that rare film that's perfectly described by one of its co-stars' names? Ludicrous. That was so bad. But I'm so dumb. I was like Tyrese. That one. Okay. At least that Cole one Hauser? is not like a, at least at least that. <laughs> you must be yeah, talking no. about Cole Hauser. Yeah, he's definitely talking about Cole Hauser. That's how I would have written my review. Cole Hauser. Look, no, no, no. This is a movie that's perfectly described by its its co-star's name. It tears the Hauser down. Um, See, that's my version. I could do puns. TV Guide gave it a kind of a mixture that said it's really all about the cars, candy-colored nitro-injected streamlined babies with sweeter curves than a Playboy <laughs> photo spread. More personality oh. than Rome, Brian and Monica combined, and enough juice to send a fleet of rockets to the furthest reaches, re- reaches of the known universe. <laughs> That's, that's, you know, that's too horny. That's, that's too little, horny. That was written by a woman, Nathan McDonough. Uh, a woman wrote She's that horny. one. She's, She's too one. horny, yeah. I am way too horny to write this review. And then guess who else liked this movie? Uh, Rosenbaum? Ebert. Ebert. Oh, Ebert gave Rosenbaum good reviews that. to, All I think, to, no, just the first three. He said, a video game cross with a buddy movie, a bad cop, good cop movie, a Miami drug lord movie, a chase movie, and a comedy. It doesn't have a brain in its head, but it's made with skill and style, and boy, is it fast and furious. God damn you. He, understa- he understands what the appeal of the movie yeah. is. It's, 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 it's dumb and it's fun. It's it's that, real dumb. It really is that simple. We've it, talked about and it was also full of cons. <laughs> <laughs> Probably one of the last times the franchise was very, very horny. So thank you for that. Thank you for that, Mr. Singleton. Thank you, Tyrese. Uh, you also get to hear Paul Walker deliver the line. It's getting thick real quick. He looks like he's literally laughing through every line. Yeah, he does. Every time. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. the thing. Like, he's just, every Paul, time he's like, you sure you're ready for this shit? Because it's going to be fucking crazy. He's like the giant class clown that Paul, just did a spitball. Paul, like, Paul, he's, Paul, he's like clowning okay. on a teacher. All right. Like, this is a man who has, he is like, because like in the first movie, by the end, he is done so bad that he has went all the way back around and is just absolutely chill now. Because he's yeah. aware nothing can ever hurt him the way that he got hurt with the BS <laughs> situation. So he's literally just vibing because he doesnn't give a fuck. He's like, he's like optimistic Han. <laughs> Like he's just like you know how Han is like miserable all the time because he's like my life is terrible and I don't mm-hmm. care about money. It's like yeah, my yeah, life but imagine sucks. if you were white, fucking, fool. Yeah, <laughs> it would bro, be way tight. I'm gonna drive my fucking car. It's gonna be great. You know, it doesn't matter. I know, know you experience life systemic sucks. racism, but like my life is pretty chill even when things are bad. <laughs> look, look, <laughs> look you, my girlfriend. My girlfriend left me too. Yes, she didn't die, but you know she left me, and I that think that sucks. I'm your girl's dead, too, but. <laughs> 
you know what you should try? You should try racing in Miami, bro. You ever tried fucking your boy? <laughs> oh my god, oh my god. Okay, okay. Okay, right. okay. Who's who's the MVP of Too Fast, Too That's Furious? That's hard. I think it's Tyrese, man. I think it's Tyrese, too. No, no, the, the MVP, Michael Ely, baby. Michael Ely. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Michael Ely, baby. <laughs> Shout out to Michael Ely. Um, um, my real my real answer for the MVP is Cole Hauser. Okay, I was wondering. Because, I was wondering if you were going to. Because, look, yes, cultural appropriation is bad, but... <laughs> but when it's this stupid. But when it's yeah. when it's Cole Hauser, it I think trends. we can let it slide. You know, like he transcends nationality. You know, like John Singleton said, "Fuck it, who cares?" <laughs> he really did. He really like he, he must have heard that accent and just gone. All right, fine. Yeah, let's sure. Do it. it doesn't matter. Fuck it, who cares? John Singleton you know? looking at the call sheet. Wait, Cole Hauser. <laughs> I mean, all right, yeah, sure. I don't I really know Cole what Hauser a final comes. rating is for Too Fast, Too Furious because I don't think you. Fast Two Furious is bad. It's not it's a train movie. wreck, though. It's, it's not a train movie. wreck. It's not the boring. The car chases are pretty coherent for me. It's a good move. It's, it's um, a fun movie. I think it's pretty good. It's solid. I'm bored. It's, it's pretty, pretty good. Um, it's solid. Guys, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull it out the bag. We're going it. misunderstood masterpiece. Anyway. Let's go. <laughs> I knew it's that. In every movie I see, look, it's a I misunderstood I, masterpiece. Look, look, look. When I come on here in like six months to talk about Anton Fuqua's Infinite, I'm pulling out the misunderstood <laughs> masterpiece card. Infinite is one of the worst movies I've seen in a long time. It, like even really? for Fu- even like Fuqua even must have been like fuck. I don't know this is like that, this is like the most checked out movie I've ever seen. It's I written for it. like a 25 year old and Mark Wahlberg like trying to get a job as a restaurant manager. The narration. Which, the narration. The Mark Wahlberg does like is like to be so much worse than <laughs> It's some, no, he's not schizophrenic. No, I know. They, they basically the say, yeah, they're like, schizophrenia just means you have a superpower. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, I'm going like, to need to see that. Jason Menzoukas pops up halfway through and becomes oh, like, cool. a central character. It's awesome. <laughs> like, too fast. Too furious. I'm too fast for y'all, man.